It's great to be with you, family. Come on, give yourself a round of applause. I love you, Kingsgate family. 2017, what are you going to do? How are you going to shift the nations this year? What an exciting time. I'm really thrilled to be with you. Well, we've done Christmas. Part of my family is part of your family, David and Jenny, with little Annabelle and now Jeremy, a part of your Kingsgate family. And we did all the Christmas affair and the table was set and Annabelle at two was suitably impressed with all the meal. And she said, wow, it's Christmas. Paused. Can I have beans on toast? <laughs> well, this morning I want to speak to you about a radical life. You didn't get out of bed to just scoot into church to just have slumber time. I've come to infect you with a heavenly virus for this year, for 2017. I want to disturb your comfort zones this morning. And I believe that as you look at what happened in 2016, there was a lot of radical shifts, change. There was politics that stir-fried crazy. I mean, Donald Trump was not our expected candidate for many of the American Republicans, let alone America and the world. Brexit, so many things, shift and change, radical. And as I thought about the Christmas season, and I've been to church before I was born, and I've listened to many Christmas messages, and I... I don't know, this year maybe that phrase Advent, the Advent season caught my eye. And then because of maybe who I am and how I'm wired, I suddenly thought, well, Advent is the beginning of adventure. And you see, this season of Advent that we've been through, where we've considered Jesus, is just the beginning of the amazing adventure. And we step into 2017 and there is so much that can happen. So much that should not happen, and so much that should. But as we step out of Advent, what are you going to do with the opportunity? You see, Advent is just the capital letter at the beginning of the sentence of life. Are you going to let Jesus disturb your journey of life? Will you let the divine come to your earth? Because you see, that is what we've celebrated. Emmanuel, God with us. The breakthrough of supernatural power, disturbing life as normal. How did Jesus come a radical? Philippines chapter 2 verse 7 says this, and you can read it with me if you want to. One, two, three. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. He stepped down. You see, this Advent season, this adventure of life with the radical life of Jesus is not about how to step out and step up and become self-important and significant. It's actually about how you give your life away. It's actually about stepping down to come amongst, to disturb the norm, to upgrade everybody to make them look like Jesus. You see, God is asking, will we be amazing, courageous people that give away our life? So much about our culture is entitlement, my rights. But I deserve this. 
You owe it to me. Even some of our attitude to coming to church. Yeah, someone should have done. I deserve this. It's not fair. Why did you? Behind that is the entitlement sound. But Jesus came giving up every entitlement, becoming nothing, giving all his rights away. That's radical. It's really scary too. I don't know if I really like it. I get spoilt whenever I come to one of your Kingsgate campuses and I have someone greet me. They bring me tea. They have a reserved parking space. I don't have to paddle in the paddles and all those things. I'm spoilt. Entitlement for being a speaker? You see, Jesus touches our world with his radical view of, well, I've come to give it all away. So what will a radical life look like in 2017 for you? How will it be? Radical. Well, let's spell it out for you. Radical. R is. Well, as I looked at the R of radical, it could be redemption. It could be restored, renewed, revived, rewired, reformatted. But when that radical life of Advent, of Jesus, God with us, boom, he shifts and changes everything. I love Psalm 103. It's always really dangerous for a speaker to say, one of my favorites, because they say, excuse me, last time, but... This is one of them up there. Psalm 103, read it with me and make me happy. One, two, three. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hey, Jesus. You see, radical shift, change. And when that radical life touches you, you get radically changed from the inside out. Body, soul, mind, spirit, being. It influences the very way you think, the way you process your choices. It shifts your desires. It shapes the very essence of who you are. It's radical. But that radical power needs to work not only on the micro, praise the Lord, oh my soul, you've touched me, etc. But we sang it. Oh, it's you, God. Only you can heal the land. And I believe that God wants us to be a radical, renewers, revivers, transformers in us, but it's from the inside out. And God wants to do something through you as the Kingsgate campuses to make you influences, to radically shift on both the micro and the macro level. Because if you read this, that power in Isaiah 61, verse 4, read it with me. And they, who is the they? We are. They will rebuild 
the ancient ruins. They will restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Come on, Jesus. Radical R's. He renews, he rebuilds, he restores, he remakes. And it doesn't matter if it's been devastated for a long time. My God is more than able to reverse every curse of the devil, to restore every broken legacy line of family, to turn and shift alcoholics and make them Jesus people, to turn and shift society which has been deprived and make it outstanding. Come on, but we need some radical lives in 27. So will you be part of a radical rebuilding program that transforms not only you, but those around you? So what's a radical life in 2017? One of redemption, renewal, re, 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 you fill in the re's. But what about the A? I believe a radical life is full of radical attitudes. People have attitude. Christmas time, parking, attitudes. My, you know, in the line, attitudes. You get all sorts of attitudes. And as I've watched, particularly maybe British European culture, and I have the privilege of traveling ever such a lot, one of the things that is just in my heart is, oh, Jesus, I want to be light in a dark place. So we need to go in the opposite attitude to the attitude of our world. What the world is doing, entitlement, my rights, look after me, it's my turn. We need to go opposite. And I believe that Kingsgate, God wants to crown you with the attitudes of especially kindness, generosity, and sacrifice. And this is going to mark you out as distinctive in your cities of Leicester, London, Cambridge, Peterborough, and all the other towns and villages you live in between. God wants to give you distinctives. He wants to turn the lights on in your attitudes. He wants to give you a radical life so that people go, what are you on? Seriously. What are you on? Because you don't do the expected. You don't have the normal attitude. If we go back to Philippians chapter 2, where Jesus, it describes, stepped down. In the verses just a little bit earlier, it describes some of the attitude. Attitude, sorry. My mummy will tell me off, although she's now American. Philippines 2, 3 to 5. 1, 2, 3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own parking place, I mean your own interests, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. How many go, uh-oh, need an upgrade, need help here? You must have. If we're going to be radical in 2017, we need to radically let attitude shift. We need to let that attitude of kindness. Kindness is such a powerful attitude. It has the ability to turn hardened people who are stubbornly determined with a no. Kindness melts that. And the Bible says shifts them 
and turns them. Listen to this. The Bible is the best preacher. Romans chapter 2, 4. Read it with me. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? You can bully, you can struggle, you can legislate, but the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. And the way you shift a heart isn't by legislation. The Bible said kindness is one of the greatest. Come on, as you go back to the workplace after having a break, that boss, those people who really are sent as God's sandpaper into your life, irritate them back with kindness. Take the roughness out. Turn that which has just been horrible, confrontatory, swearing and difficult, melt it with the kindness, generosity, sacrifice. Generosity will radically challenge the attitude that withholds. Everything says, no, it's mine. But generosity says, well, I give even though it's not given to me. I will bless even though you won't bless. I will pour out even though you hold back. And I tell you, you reverse every curse in Jesus' name. Sacrifice says, I'm ready to challenge entitlement. It's not about me. It is about you. I'm going to make you look good. I tell you, Kingsgate family, if you begin to stand up and say, we're going to be a radical life with redeemed and restored with an attitude that's like Jesus. Watch out, world. A radical life, D, has determination and dedication. It never just happens, you make it happen. How many of you know that's true? You know, 2017, the beginning of a year, we make decisions, I am not going to, I am going to. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But the problem is you can, make a you can make a decision, but unless you radically be determined and dedicated to the decision, it is never a reality. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. I want to show you that the Bible is an incredible manual for life. It will help you live life and do it well. It's right up to the button. It understands you and it will help you do life. Come on, this is what your New Year's resolution needs to be. For I have, read it with me, resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why and Him crucified? And the hard stuff. And the painful stuff and the suffering stuff. I'm going to know Jesus not just as a glory, wonderful, benefactor, kind, meek, mild. I'm going to know him who made tough choices, who for the cross set before him, endured the pain, who went through the grot because he could see a greater purpose. He could see the word of God. He could see the promises that were behind some of the veils of difficulty. And he said, no, I am determined and I am dedicated to go through for the glory of God. God is looking for radical people, single-hearted in a pursuit of knowing God and his purpose. God said this to me, do you want to find me, Kingsgate, in 2017? Do you want to find me? And he said, I haven't moved. 
I am still in the secret place. Come. I'm in the secret place. Come. He is a God of mysteries. He is a God of contradictions. There's much about my amazing God that makes me overwhelmed and frustrated. Thank God, why? Anyone had a big why with God sometimes? But we need to be determined to know Jesus Christ in the good, in the bad, in the ugly. Know him when it feels like we're being crucified, not just him. A radical life. Be focused this year. Make an intentional, dedicated choice to put God first. Deal with the lack of discipline and seek him. It's not always easy to make tough choices. And it's not always easy to then live the lifestyle required when you've made the choice. But do it and you'll change the world. Do it, you'll change your marriage. Do it, you'll change the way you're parenting. Don't just make one decision, but make and plan a radical life. A radical life. Redemption, attitudes, determination. The eye of radical is integrity. And that integrity will bring influence. You see, people watch you. We have just had the honor of Sharon Eason, who is a missionary who's partnered with Heart Cry for Change, working in Moldova on our social project. She's always awarded the British Empire Medal for our outstanding work into Moldova. And the British ambassador has noticed at work, and she was honored. Why? Because she's had integrity for many, many years. And finally, she stepped into influence. You see, a radical life will carry a strong cry of integrity. There are people who say, yes, bold yeses and bold noes. And I believe God is saying, come on, Kingsgate family, raise your sound decibels. Raise your cry. Let your integrity be heard. This is what we stand for, integrity, truth, and justice. I believe God is raising a generation that are ready to cry out, not just in a reactionary way, but in a strategic way for the poor, for the broken, for the marginalized, for hate crimes, for integration, for different races, languages, the older, the younger, the babies, the hurting. But God wants to challenge you, Kingsgate. Don't just be a social concern voice. Be a strategic voice. Be someone that puts feet with your voice and actually actions a difference, not thinks about it. Be radical. Titus chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Read it with me. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, 
seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. Come on. Integrity will bring you influence. They'll try and pull you down, but actually they can't. I want to show you next week, Gordon, Helen, and I have the privilege of going to Philadelphia Church in Christiansen, Norway. And this has been a building project and you, as a church, through the generosity, have actually contributed to this building fund. That was a 600 million kroner project, 60 million pounds. So everything in white, that whole L shape, is the new church, Christiansund, Norway. It is right on the east gate of the city. As you come over the bridge, that is the first thing you hit. That church, over the last 25 years, has been with integrity, beginning to touch the way that they educate their three to five-year-olds. They now educate 67% of all the three to five-year-olds of Christian Sun and region through the kindergarten structure that they have set up. In October last year, they were given another 210 schools and have now been asked to set up a national curriculum for training the three to five-year-old children of Norway. On that far left-hand side of that building is the Rehabilitation Center for Drugs and Alcohol. They have pioneered such an successful way that they have now been given funding, etc., to head that up for the whole of Christiansund region. On the middle floor there is a whole pioneering way for taking care of the elderly and enabling them to stay in their homes. And they've got gyms and day drop-off centre so that they can be returned to their homes at night. And a whole business and um, strategy has been set up for renovating the way that we look after our elderly in older life so that they don't end up isolated in care homes alone. That happened because I walked into a birthday party of someone 50 years old and I said, you have been a head and a spearhead in the worship and music of Christian Son. God says, now look at the older people. And she looked at me. I said, you're not, you are just stepping into your years of favor where you're going to revolutionize. She, 10 years on, she has now revolutionized the whole care program of Christian Son for the elderly. This is the Jesus Center, the Jesus Center. 25 years, prophetic words, strategic, courageous decisions again and again. But they are standing with integrity and with influence. And Gordon, Helen, and I have the privilege of going to open that building. I just discovered that the deputy mayor of the whole re it's a region, I think slightly different from a city, but he got healed of testicular cancer 12 years ago in the Dome and in the cathedral at an evangelistic event I did. God radically healed him, saved him, has now put him into this position of the city to help this church stand and be integrity and image. Come on, Kingsgate. The words God have given you are not for a file. They're not for journaling. They're to action. And in 25 years, I have loved working with this church because we are literally ticking the boxes of every word on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be. And that is your opportunity. A radical life. Come on. The C is for courage and cost. It costs 60 million pounds. But it's pretty well paid for. 
pretty well paid for. I think we were down to two and a quarter just before Christmas. And that, I know, has already been reduced by other offerings. How big is the church? The same size as you are here in your Peterborough site. So you are bigger in Numera. They are about 15 to 1,800 people. Come on. A hundred years ago, Norway was the poorest nation in Europe. Now it is the most successful. What could God do in Britain if radical people begin to stand up and begin to carry that name of Jesus? Come on, Peterborough and um, Leicester and these other places don't need to be the poor end. What could happen in Peterborough? What could happen in Leicester? What could happen in King's Cross, London? Come on, let's change or reverse some of the curses and tags. But it will take a radical courage. Acts 27, 22. And I want to prophesy, but I urge you, keep up your courage. Because not one of you will be lost in this ship, this house, this church of Jesus Christ. It will never be destroyed. So keep your courage up, men. For I have faith in God that it will happen exactly as he has told you. God's word never fails. There's people you're sitting in here and you've had the promise of God and it has been a very circuitous route. The GPS has been nasty. It's taken you in many different puddles and you have not understood the paths and ways of God. But I want to encourage you, be radically committed to this Jesus life in your life for it does take courage, it does cost. But the destination is secure. It will happen. But God is looking for people who will engage and not give up. Mark Twain said this, it is curious that physical courage should be so common in the world, but moral courage so rare. Come on, kids, reverse the curse. Begin to stand up with courage, pay the price, pay the cost to show moral courage in the time of moral decay. They said, in the time of the disciples in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. And when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized they were unschooled, ordinary people. But they took note, these boys have been with Jesus. There is a courage, there is a cost. But get connected to Jesus and you'll be able to always be standing in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and he will help you. He will help you. Winston Churchill said, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Come on, Kingsgate. Learn the way of courage. Begin to be listeners in your community. Listen to your neighbor. Begin to sit down. Listen to some of the hard stuff that maybe you don't like and then have the courage and pay the price to reverse some of the curses that you hear around you. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be terrified. For God will go with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you.
but it will cost you. But it's worth it. I have such a sense that we're stepping right on the edge of something amazing. Radical. Radical renewal, radical attitudes, radical determination, integrity, courage. Radical, my final A, is adjustments. You see, when you're a radical person, often adjustments and shifts and change and adaptation doesn't come easy because you get very focused. I know the way. I'm going forward. I've got it sussed. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so to have adjustments in radical seems compromise. No. But I really felt that as I prayed that actually good, a good radical life has the ability to adjust and shift and change and adapt so Kingsgate Leicester, you need to adapt to Kingsgate Peterborough, to Kingsgate Cambridge, to Kingsgate London. There's an adaption, which is not a compromise or a dilution of the radical life you're called to shine for Jesus, but there is a cultural adaptation for the people that you're called to, to connect and build a bridge. Unfortunately, history shows that radical pioneers are usually very bad at keeping going for any length of time, because we fossilize, myself included. And so we need to let people confront us, talk to us, shift us, not on our principles, but on our methodology. Because we become rigid. I don't know if you notice, but to enter 2017, you had to adjust. We all had a one-second adjustment in time last night. They invented a new clock, 2359 had shifted out of alignment. And as I saw that happen, the prophet and the scientist in me was fascinated, and I thought, how amazing that we have to shift and adjust and wait for 2070. That's a word for some of you. God's saying, come on, shift, adjust. You know, don't do the same thing expecting a different result. You need to shift, adjust some of your priorities. Life, a radical life, you need to grow. What is one of the vital signs of growing? Adaptation. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we who with all unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, we are being metamorphosed. It literally comes from the word metamorphosis. We are going through a constant shift and change process which brings transformation. We are going through the caterpillar chrysalis butterfly metamorphosing. God is literally shifting and adjusting mentalities, perspectives, outlooks in me as I behold his glory. He shifts me from one degree to one degree to one degree. And I always thought he had to do it one degree in one degree because I was just too stubborn and that's how he needed to do it. 
But God spoke to me. He said, no, Rachel, that's because I'm always shifting to make sure you line up with the present day purpose of who you are, who I am, and what your world needs. I will shift you into glory to glory because each season of history, each season of family, each season of community actually needs a different metamorphosing, a different face of the glory of God at that time. And as you behold God, I will always make sure you are the right person, carrying the right anointing, with the right sound for the right congregation. If you behold me, I will metamorphose you. You'll be caterpillar when it's caterpillars, butterfly when it's butterflies, chrysalis when it's chrysalis. I can transpose, transform you to always be on the page. Thank you, Jesus. A radical life leaves a legacy, L. A radical life leads a legacy. You see, if we really want to shift history, we've got to live beyond ourselves. Like I said, it's the end of entitlement. Jesus was so radical because he didn't just think about his personal safety and safeguarding. He gave it all away. But he shifted history. B.C., AD, the whole of history, his story, pivots on Advent and the adventure you now have. So, 2017, I want to challenge you not to make resolutions for you, but resolutions for them. I am going to help you upgrade. No kindness, no generosity. I'm going to leave a deposit that's beyond myself. I'm going to do something that just makes a difference. Psalm 45. And they were led in with joy and kindness. They enter the palace of the king. Now, come on, Kingsgate. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. And you will create craft princes throughout this land. That word to make is almost the crafting. It's almost potter and clay. There's a crafting, sculpturing. You're going to start crafting leaders that stand right across the land. And this will perpetuate memories through history. And nations are going to say, thank you, Kingsgate, you stood up in 2017 and decided to be a radical people that will transform England, Europe, and nations. Come on. A radical life. There's no other life. I'm 56 years old. I've got two kids. I've got five grandchildren. My daughter, Nicola and Tim, now live in Melbourne. I watched... My daughter, who's now the campus pastor of City Melbourne Church. Tim, who's the area pastor of about another six, seven churches. 33 and 35 years old. I listened to my daughter preach. She said this, and it really spoke to me. She said, now don't let your past define you. You define history and set the future. A radical life. So... I said I didn't come to sing you a lullaby, I came to disturb you. 2017, what are you going to do with it? 
How are you going to grasp it? For every one of us here, there's a choice to be made. I don't know what 2016 was like for you. For me, it was one of my toughest years. On a personal level, I hated it at many levels. I'd like to press delete. It was the worst of times. On another level, it was the best of times. I had little Jeremy, Jeremy Gordon David Hicks born. Saw David and Jenny move into their new home, get a main job. I saw God unashamedly bless family in amazing ways. Best of times, worst of times. But I stand now looking at 2017 and say, God, adjust me. I want to wait, take a moment and make sure I'm lined up to make 2017 the most outstanding Jesus year that it could possibly be. God, you and I, let us work together. But some of you need to let the advent happen in your adventure. God needs to boom, break through into your world. Unless the divine enters your world, it's no more than just self-help, good thoughts, a few nice resolutions, but there's no legacy and there's no transformation from the inside out. For that, you need Jesus. It's impossible to live a truly radical, outstanding life unless there's Jesus on the outside. And I believe there's people that you're listening on the internet, social media, other stuff. And you're just a bit curious, you don't quite know. But I wanna say to you today that Jesus is really interested in your life. But will you let him in? It says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. But he so respects your integrity, he waits for you to say, come in. The God of all creation waits to be invited. And there are some people right here today, you need to say, yes, God, I invite you. Come in. Come into my life. Body, soul, mind, spirit. Just like I read that Psalm. Bless the Lord, all my soul. All that is within me, bless Him. Come on. Let Him into your life.